oh, 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 it's Mac and Poe on your radio, baby. This is my friend, Matt. Posh, come on, Posh. This is my friend, T-Bone. What's up, the fun? I can't go to work without listening to Mac and Bone. Do it live. You, uh, what was your take on what went down in the last 10 seconds? And Yeah, I don't really understand why people get so mad at like somebody scoring at the end of the game. It's like this dumb, unofficial, uh, unwritten rule that everybody get mad. Like, if y'all were winning by 13 points, would you get mad if he laid the ball up? I doubt it. And so it's kind of like a sore loser type thing. Was Draymond Green? That was the least, by the way, of the annoying comments from Draymond after the Hornets' loss to the Golden State Warriors the other night, and the incident at the end of the game. Hornets took umbrage with a late uh, layup when the Warriors are up double digits, um, and Draymond uh, goes off on it. Uh, Draymond thinks he has some sort of good point there. If you were winning and we scored a layup, would you care? No, of course we wouldn't, because it wouldn't be considered classless and against an unwritten rule for the team that that is losing. A team that is losing the game to score, man, eh, whatever. But the team that's winning the game, even with, and here's the thing. I, heard, I saw what Steve Kerr was mouthing at the end of the game, was saying the shot clock, the shot clock. There were that two, was a hilarious thing with Cliff and Kerr, by the way. Cliff and Kerr just wanted to glad hands, shake hands, Mac, was that like you? There, and was, all of a sudden they realized what was going on. And Was that Cliff, like you talking to a dad at the pool when you realized something's going on in the water? <laughs> oh, no. What did would Cliff say? What the F? Is yeah. that what he said? <laughs> um, for those of you that missed it, all right, let's get into this whole situation. And by the end of, we'll have to play Flound, the other Miles Bridges cut by the end of this when he's ripping Grant Williams. Because that is the other Draymond cut. Draymond, I yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. to say uh, uh, Draymond Green. This is the least self-aware cut uh, comment you'll ever hear from a human being. I'm convinced of it. But let's just paint the picture here. And I even think there's some Hornet fans bone that are going to pro- take the Warrior side because I think some fans will agree that it, it's a dumb unwritten rule and, and this and that. But let's just go over kind of what happened. So end of the game, Warriors are up whatever it is at that point. Um, they have double digits at that point, Bone, I think. Yeah. And they're holding the ball. There's a two different, two second difference between the shot clock and the game clock. Um, now what normally, what often happens and the Hornets did it again last night is you just, you're up by double digits. Everybody stops playing. The Hornets had stopped playing. Hornets had stopped playing defense. They weren't going to foul or anything. They weren't going to try to get the ball back or anything. At that point, teams will often just take the shot clock violation. Yep. And then the other team will inbound it and do nothing with it. Hornets did that last night. Misic dribbled it out, took a shot clock violation. Because they're winning. It. They're winning games. <laughs> and and um, so that, I, I honestly believe, like I know Steve Kerr saying it's a shot clock. We, we had to take a shot. No, you didn't. No. Many teams at the end of a game just take the shot clock violation. It, it is a courtesy. It's a sign of respect. The other team stops playing defense and you stop playing offense. But this dude was a – what was this? Who was it? Quinones? Uh, Keonis. Keonis? Uh, Lester Keonis. Okay. This not, dude. Not, not Cajones. Uh, Keonis. This dude. Got, I, may have, <laughs> I may have made that mistake on a recent pregame show. Well, I know I didn't say it right right now. But but anyway, this dude is cutting back door and calling for it with his hand. Here, hit me. Lead me. This guy so badly wants these two points. I, I have no idea why. He was calling for it with two different guys with the ball, and then he finally got the pass. So he lays it in. 
That covered it, the spread, I guess. Didn't it, well, it? So yeah, people, pe- are, people are trying. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other thing we can get into. People are saying crazy things about the fact it covered the spread also. But Miles Bridges took exception to it and was pissed off. My reaction as a Hornets fan is, thank God they got pissed off about something. Yes. Because I have to be honest with you, this team has laid back and taken humiliation and beatings and not done anything about it. This team has never hard fouled over the last few years. This team is out there, Bone, previously until the new look Hornets, of course. And I don't even know if they give a damn about the final score. And so I, and I've said this for a couple of years now. Hard foul somebody. Show me you're tired of them getting layups and dunks in the paint on you. And I really appreciate that Miles Bridges got mad about that. And then when the teams start getting together and players start shoving, that's when Grant Williams gets involved because that's what type of guy Grant Williams is. Oh, you getting into it, my teammates? I'm going to make sure I get in there, too. Um, what did you think of it, Bone? Do you, first of all, I you, loved it. You liked it, too. Because that's why Grant Williams is here. Mac, he comes from Boston, a winning culture. He he doesn't, he's not going to sit here and accept us getting embarrassed like that, whether it's a full game, end of game. Uh, Bridges stood up, too, for it. The previous group, Mac, do you think Gordon Hayward and P.J. Washington are going to, Stick up for what happened in that moment? No way. They don't care. They're PJ already they're halfway to the locker room. P.J. Washington is a more overall skilled player than Grant Williams. But there's an intangible thing that we can't measure, and it's the ability to care, to lead, and to stand up for your teammates. And that's what Grant Williams did, and that's what he's always going to do. This won't be the first time he does it. It won't be the last. And God bless him because someone's finally angry about the Hornets losing. How about that? So are you? So you're mad at? You're happy with Grant? Yeah. I'm happy with Miles Bridges. Both of them. Yeah. I, 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 Both I, of them. They they weren't accept. They weren't. They weren't happy. They lost too well, many times. We just rolled out and we're, we're okay with losing. And they weren't. They and also, being embarrassed. And, and and by the way, I think that's. I personally think it's classless. I know. I know. There's plenty of people out there, Bone, that are texting in unwritten rules. Get out of here with that. Whatever. Play Myron. Play defense. All the basketball that Myron watches. And he says it's the Hornets' fault for not playing defense. Myron, you know that stage of the game, teams stop playing defense. And then there's an honor among ballers, we'll stop playing offense. Right? That's the way it works. Myron watches four trillion basketball games a week. Yes. Like, come on. You've seen this before. He, he only the likes- Hornets weren't the ones doing something that is perceived by many to be wrong. And I'm sure there's plenty of you tough guys out there. They got to play defense. But I, the, the whole point to me is that Miles Bridges said, you ain't punking our asses without me having my say. And I just think, Bone, in the past few years, the Hornets had gotten punked and said, thank you, sir, may I have another? Yes. And I just like the fact That's he why stood I liked up. It. Yep. And I like the fact that Grant Williams Toughness. did what he did attitude. as well. Attitude. There's an attitude. You Toughness. ain't going to clown us. Yep. You ain't going to do this to us when we stop playing and you go guy, try to get a, choke ba- uh, a chump basket because you don't respect us. I like the fact that that made Miles mad and that Grant was willing to get in the mix. And you, I, I think it shows something about this group right now. You know you've arrived, Mac, when the czar of the scuffle, Draymond Green, comments on what occurred. When Dray, when you get Draymond's attention, Mac, you've arrived at a toughness level. When the czar, <laughs> the czar of the dust-up, Draymond Green, weighs in, you know you've done something uh, in a positive direction for your franchise. Alex and Steel Creek headband dude didn't have to pass it. Yeah, I think they're both wrong. The guy that's cutting and demanded a ball gave it to you. <laughs> like, come on, baby. You run the Princeton offense backdoor and no one's playing defense? That, that and was you got to get the, that right. 
was that's, a whoop, that's whoop. the way I used to call for the ball back in the day. <laughs> Give it to me. Whoop, 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 whoop. Open. And how often Shooter. did you? How Shooter often on did the you, wing, baby. Hit did, me. Did you get ignored quite a bit out there on the wing? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not Captain Midrange. Captain Midrange wasn't getting ignored, I, I, baby. I, I will say, Mac, in my esteemed playing years, I was the guy trying to get that last bucket, though. Oh, you were? Oh, I, that's what I got a chance to yeah, play. Guy, seriously, you that desperate for two points? Anyway, this texture says Mac is a crybaby, and so are Grant Williams and Miles Bridges. Hey, man, they weren't going to accept someone doing that junk to them. I, I, I would just look at the positive as a Hornets fan, that there's now an attitude over there. There's some dogs, right? That was oh, some yes. dog-like behavior as far as Guys, I'm concerned. There's a, there's a care there right now. So listen to there's this. A, there's a care so, for what's occurring. And they win again last night. They get right back on the winning um, uh, path, which is awesome to see. This texture says, is there a seal live on the radio, right? <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I've never heard that noise come from a human being before. Whoa, 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 whoa. Baby, baby. Whoa. That's kind of it right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't I, pass to me if I did that? No, I would I would call a timeout and have people attack you at the end of the game. I would throw the ball to you, but I'd throw it at your face as hard as I possibly could. Just shut up already. I would tell All the right. referee, look, I know he's on my team, but... Can we get a technical Is foul? A can, you get, can you get a technical foul for beating up your own teammate? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's do the um, – let's let everybody hear Draymond because you oh, heard him coming God. in, and, and he, you know, doesn't believe in the unwritten rule and all of that stuff and and, and whatever. I'm, there's a, there's textures that's saying they don't believe in the unwritten rule, just play defense. But I'm saying that this is something that you'll see done in almost every basketball game if it's lopsided at the end. Um and usually the game's finished out. They'll even take the shot clock violation. This was this was a more on the rare side. But whether regardless of what you think about that unwritten rule, I would have to think that almost all of you out there are going to think that Draymond Green sounds hypocritical and lacks self-awareness on this clip. Grant Williams came over bone trying to get involved, right? We like this about Grant Williams, right? He wants to be a leader. He wants to be a dog out there. Listen to Draymond's take after the game Friday night about Grant Williams coming over and getting involved in that hubbub. Grant Williams got to stop it, man. He, he can't keep like, being like this tough guy is going absolutely wrong for him. Like he's a really nice guy. And for some reason, he keeps like trying to jump on the unlikable side. And I must tell you, it's not always fun over here. Um, it's not always a good time. Uh, You're always there. And so... I don't know, man. He needs to figure it out. Because, uh, boy, I mean, talking too much kind of got you out of Dallas. Like, overdoing it. And he over there talking too much now. So, we well, want to slow down. It's not for all the tough guy stuff. You know, you want to be the president of PA and stuff, man. You can't be out here doing all that stuff. You don't see, see CJ McCullough riding around being a tough guy. Williams. If you want more of Draymond Green, check out his daily podcast or his appearances as a broadcaster on Turner Sports. You're right. And so Draymond, Draymond never talks about anything that happens on a court afterwards, does he? Like when he's got Gobert in a headlock or Nurkic in a chokehold. That's just this year's. And and he, I mean, he, I cannot believe the lack of self-awareness. Someone should have showed him a mirror and reminded him who he was. Oh. Dude, you were the guy, by the way, for being Mr. Tough Guy that has gotten in so much trouble in your career that, as Bone said earlier, we can't remember all the incidents you've been involved in. You were literally in counseling while you were suspended from the NBA. But Grant Williams is the one that needs to evaluate himself? Dude, you literally were evaluating yourself with counselors and your, your damn temper issues. 
Like he is just like he is. I don't want to say just like you, but he's the same sort of guy that you are to your team. That's what Grant is trying to be to this team. But this dude calls it out. It's ridiculous. Texter says the Warriors have been known to do this before. There's videos online where they get late buckets and cover spreads and the bench goes crazy. I did not. I honestly didn't know that was a thing. Why are they going crazy though? What are they betting on the game? Why should they I, care yeah, about a I spread don't know. in a game? That yeah, do, the bet they, they they know that they they're well aware of what the spread is in these particular games. Probably something the NBA should investigate. Then that is yeah, yeah, Why are they so the aware of the spread and why do you care so much that you covered the spread? That's because, probably not a good look. Because what was the spread? The 13, 13, whatever it was in that game. It was game. 12 and a half, someone said. So you got to put them over. You have to have immense knowledge of hmm. the spread to know and look up and, yeah. and know, oh, we can cover this. Probably you're, not a good idea well for a player to be yet. that aware of it. No. That's interesting. Well, did you see the texter that said, um, uh, WFNZ, uh, you guys come off bad. You have all these oh. gambling ads on the air, but you're not willing to talk about how suspicious it was that this basket covered the spread. Oh, my God. There's well, first of all, we just said it right there. Yeah, so I take never, your head out of I your gotta ass. i got to be honest. That's not what I'm thinking about. Come on. I was not thinking about that. I was thinking about the unwritten rule being broken and our Hornets reaction that actually showed some backbone and spine. So that's kind of my, my concern. I'm not. I wasn't even thinking by, about by, all this. By the way, the 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 gambling ads, and there will be plenty of those going forward. Uh, those are for the fans that have interest in the spreads. Um, that's not for the players that we're talking about. Yeah, here. that's a little. I mean, I guess it's a little game they play. But yeah, like Flown said, NBA hears that you know players are worried about covering the spread. That's probably not what they want to hear. That's probably not what Commissioner Silver wants to hear. If that is the thing. Um, that's a bad way to lose a bet. Is that going to be? That's going to be on Van Pelt's bad beats, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like if you had the Hornets and the points and you lost that way, although it, they the Warriors, by the sounds of it, it sounds like the Warriors might have been on bad beats about ten times already this, this season. Yeah, <laughs> scoring late baskets to cover. When we come back, Matt, fans were asking about this in the second hour of the show. Where's the love for App State? They're red hot. Their conference tournaments. Fast approaching, well, their head coach, Dustin Kearns, returns to the Mac and Bone Show next about his Mountaineers on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This segment of the Mac and Bone Show is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Don't get stuck gearing up for spring while everyone else is enjoying the warm weather. Invisible Fence brand works in any season, giving your pet the freedom they deserve. Now visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. It's been a lively show, man. It's been a lively show. Flounder has been taking on the world today, ladies and gentlemen. Heated I feel talks. like I'm Draymond. Heated talks about the court storming. Heated talks about the dust-up at the end of the Hornets-Warriors game. Love for all the Hoops winners this weekend. Um, in-state, which includes our next guest, by the way, whether it's college, whether it's the Hornets getting back winning last night. I owe a lot to this man because I was in such a trance of court storm mania. I, I, I was watching this game, and I, I, I invested deeply in App State's win over Marshall. I needed something to focus on, and it was it was right there for me. Wasn't no court storm there, man. No, the road no. team, the Mountaineers rolled in, got a big road dub. Uh, but uh, if you want to check out any of what you missed, listen to it in podcast form. Go to WFNZ.com, go to Apple, go to Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast on the Mac and Bone Show, listen to the parts you missed. It's been a feisty show. And during this these conversations, uh, multiple App State fans, give us some love. Give us some love. And I said we're doing one better. We're putting your coach on the radio today to talk about the amazing season they're having just a couple of weeks out from the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. He is Dustin Kearns. Another big win for App State this weekend on the road at Marshall. And Coach Kearns joins us on the Mac and Bone Show. Coach, uh, you keep keep doing it, man. You keep doing it. Congratulations on what you've done to date, man. How you doing? Well, it all started with being on the Mac and Bone show, uh, you know, a few months ago. So let, let, I think this is good. I'm back on, so maybe this is be help us propel for a finish. Let's Coach, a lot of a lot of coaches on the return visit they pass on it, but you said no, no, we got to get this thing back rolled again. I appreciate that. <laughs> it hasn't worked out Absolutely. so good, Coach. It has not worked out so good for Coach Gray at Western. Western <laughs> fans and alums think we have cursed him, but App State is taking on to curse and fighting to curse. Um, that win, it, that win was something like that. That's that's in the DNA of your team, right? Like you've been in that situation this time a good amount of times where you had to fight back in the second half. Your defense in the I think you gave up eight points in the first ten minutes of the second half. Like it feels like that's where the tur- that's where you really turned it around. But you guys are this team's fighters, right? Like a deficit on the road is not going to deter your bunch. Yeah, you know, we're getting everybody's best shot being in first place, and, and, and we're understanding that. And it's hard to win on the road. Um, and, and credit Marshall, they had, a, they had a hostile environment. They had 6,000 people in there. So, you know, once you settle in, once our team settles in, you know, we've got a kind of a refuse-to-lose type attitude, I think. And, and at some point, uh, we want to impose our will, and we may have to do that a few times, but uh, – I'm proud of our guys for going on the road and getting two more road wins this weekend, which is hard to do. Now we've got to come back and finish it off at home. Would you describe this, those two road wins, as a very mature week for your team? End of the year, conference tournaments coming up, you can lose focus. But to go on the road twice and win at this point in the year, that's got to be a great sign for the maturity and focus of your team right now, right? You're right, and we do. We've got a mature group. We've got a focus group. And, and, you know, the position that, you know, we, we've put ourselves in, it's, uh, you know, one thing that we've talked about is, hey, like, you're going to have to play really, really well to get, to knock us off this. You know, like, we're going to – and 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 so our guys have really kind of taken that challenge on. And, um, you know, certainly they've got a uh, – you know, they've got some competitive spirit and, 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 and maturity about them to say, hey, like, yeah, you're, you might give us – you might give us your best shot for 34, 35 minutes, but at some point, you know, we're going to take over this game. And 
obviously uh, we hope that can continue, but our guys have kind of certainly had that approach. Coach, when you're in, in when you're in a situation where, and, and I would argue that maybe you, maybe the minorities of the world should consider you more after the Auburn win, the way Auburn has played since then, and should maybe put you more in the mix for at larges. But when you're in a situation where you really feel like we've got to win that conference tournament in a couple of weeks, we could have a great season, but we can't get in the dance and get that chance to upset someone if we don't play well that weekend. Like, how do you you know that deep down inside? How do you manage that with the players? Like, I guess it's just about getting better every day and trying to peak at that point. Is that is that is it that simple? Well, it's it's you know the the hardest the hardest thing in life is to actually do something right. Everybody can say things and everybody can, and so I think that we don't have to to talk about that stuff because, like you said, we all know that, yeah. and our players know it and us know it. So, like, we don't have to sit around and talk about it. The, the 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 hardest part is actually taking a day by day approach, showing up today at practice and worrying about Monday, and then you know like that's that's the challenge that I've had for our guys because that's the hardest thing to do is stay in the moment. But if you can truly stay in the moment and if we can figure out how to get better today, that's all we can really worry about. And but that's that's easier said than done. And the challenge that I've had with our team is like we've got to actually do that. We can sit here and say we want to stay in the moment and stay process-oriented, but then there's one thing of actually doing it. and um, But that's all we can control. And certainly we put ourselves in position to be in the conversations and, 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 and things like that, but the, the, the hardest part is actually showing up and staying in the moment and staying process-oriented. That is the voice of App State head coach Dustin Kearns on the Body Works Plus guest hotline app right now. 14-2 and two in the Sun Belt, 24-5 and five overall. Uh, two more games coming up before the Sun Belt tournament uh, in Pensacola. And speaking of that tournament, Coach, I'm always curious um, when coaches talk about these types of things, how how challenging is a tournament environment like you're going to have in Pensacola? I know it's different than the NCAA because it's known opponents, but how taxing on a staff to get ready day after day can a conference tournament be? Yeah, it's challenging because it's it's wild and wacky, and you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, like in the sense of like, who who knows who you're going to play? Yeah. You know that that's the that's why they call it March Madness. Um, you know, one time at Wofford, we were the one seed, and we played the last place team for the championship, and uh, the ten seed, and so like going into that tournament, we would have never have thought we would have played the last place team, but things happen and so like you i say that in the sense like you just don't know what's going to happen so you got to be ready to prepare you got to be ready to uh make adjustments on the fly and and um just take care of what's in front of you you know uh the 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 the, the most important game is the first game uh but for, obviously for us right now we've got a um uh, we've got two more home games to try to get that one seed we haven't secured the one seed yet so we've got to we've got to still got Still got some work to do to try to get that one seat. Hey, Coach, let's talk about Clemson. All right, your alma mater. You got your bachelor degree, bachelor's degree there from Clemson. And your story's interesting to me. Like, you played ball in high school, but at Clemson, you were a, a student manager, right? Under Coach Shiat there. Yep. So, like, did you know, like, usually you think of someone, okay, where did he play his college ball at? But you were almost, it's almost like, so did you know coming out of high school, 
like, when I go here, I want to be a part of the basketball operation, and I want to start learning. Co like, was that your plan all along there as a college student? Yeah, my uh, Clemson, we went to team camp in high school there at Clemson, and my uh, they were recruiting one of my teammates. Yeah. And I you know I want to get into coaching, and uh, my high school coach had a relationship with their staff, and I was very fortunate to go there and, and really – you know, do a lot of things, start working in the film room, start, you know, start learning the recruiting mail out, start just, you know, learning the, the ins and outs of, of, of the, you know, the operations of college basketball. And so, you know, really fortunate to be around a lot of great people there, but that's kind of all started. We went to team camp as a, as a program there in high school and it just kind of, uh, and my high school coach knew their staff and it's kind of like, Hey, you know, this where I maybe could get my start, and and uh, and so that's kind of how it happened. That's impressive. Most of us knuckleheads go off to college, and we got no idea what the heck we want to do other than party. You know I what never I mean? got and allowed so, into college. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good, uh, yeah, good admission. I went to sports radio, and that's that's it. Coach, as a Clemson man and as a guy in the coaching profession, what do you think of Dabo, and what do you think of his coaching style? And like, have you ever t have you talked to him about coaching and stuff? What do you think? about Dabo? Uh, I've never had a lot of conversation with him. I think that he's someone that I've learned from. He's someone that, you know, as coaches, we're always trying to be ongoing learners. You're always trying to to, to beg, borrow, or steal from some, some sort of coaching. I've learned a lot from football coaches. Uh, but certainly, uh, Coach Sweeney's done an unbelievable job. And I've learned a lot from him through, you know, articles or just watching yeah. him, uh, watching things like that. But I mean, if you really if you really think back to the, the what he's been able to do, and it, it's in, it's incredible. You know, I think that uh, to have football programs across the country like Ohio State, Texas, Southern Cal, Florida, uh, all those you know pro Tennessee prominent football quote programs. They want to be like Clemson. You know, you could even throw Alabama there at one point. Like, from a standpoint of facilities, from a standpoint of, um, you know, just innovation, just uh, recruiting, whatever it be, they all at one point, and probably it's still at some point, admire Clemson. And, and, and that all starts with Coach Sweeney and his vision and his confidence. And um, <clears throat> now that's incredible. You know, it's incredible. And, and and so, you know, I think that uh, the narrative that he has created at Clemson football is the story is Clemson football losing. And when you have that, uh, that's a positive. You know, that is a positive. If that's the story, um, then at the end of the day, that's a really positive and a big statement for what he's done there with Definitely. the football player. Definitely. Raise the ball. Coach, the good news is you got through another Mac and Bone interview. We got through it okay. The bad news is Mac and Bone are on your side as we approach March. So what let's, could go wrong, let's Coach? All, let's all stay together and uh, keep moving forward with some more App, App State wins. Let, let's 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 do this again in a few weeks, hopefully. Right? Yes. Now, great to be back. Great to be on the Mac and Bone show, and uh, appreciate what you guys do. And 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 we've got an exciting thing going at App State, and I'm really proud of our players and. Hopefully we can uh, finish off. Uh, we got. It's all about Old Dominion on Wednesday for our program. Coach, finish strong, and we appreciate you coming Thanks, on. Coach. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Thanks, Coach. There you go, Dustin. Go down there, take it there. Dustin Kearns, head coach at App State. Trying to get that March March Madness week potentially guest booking in there. He's already calling it out. He's hoping he's hinting about it, Bone. You can tell he started to get coaching voice at the end when his voice started. These coaches, but... By he's the time been, we get to March, they're all sound like Doc Rivers. Little, little Buzz Williams right there. At the yeah, end. he's been yelling at the fellas. Yeah, Buzz Williams on once, and he was like this. <laughs> but uh, that means you're coaching, right? If yep. you got a coach with a voice, I'm a little worried about what you've really been doing. They are 24-5 and overall, 14-2 and in conference. They have a huge win against Auburn earlier this year. Mm. They really are special, man. And I uh, want to make sure they get some love. We know we got a lot of app grads here, just like we're going to give more love to Coach Fern. Although Coach Fernbone... He might be doing some yelling this week. They've got to stop this streak. They have the number one team in the conference in South Florida in a revenge game at Halton on Saturday. They've now lost two in a row, so he's got some work to do there as well. uh, By the way, what is the record since the last time he was on the show? Are you blaming us now? I was going to say he might have some yelling to do in YouTube. <laughs> How about this? We tried to get Lamont Paris on again recently. He couldn't, he couldn't do it, and then South Carolina lost two That's games. right. Maybe he should have came on with Mac and Bone. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe there's a good effect here Ooh. as well. Um, uh, let's see. Mac and Bone with you. Let's get to, we'll get to a uh, Flound update here in a minute. We'll actually put you to work, Flound. Um, uh, this will be the first task you've had since... Um, uh, fighting half our listenership earlier on the show. Well, and you too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that did happen. That did happen as well. Um, but, yeah, I love seeing Bone, not just because, listen, we, we're going to spend so much time on Duke and Carolina. I know it. I've gotten your text. I know it bugs the other fan bases. But I do love it, Bone, when you have so many schools in the Carolinas that are doing well, you know, uh, Wilmington's got a shot to make the dance as well. Charles, Charleston and High Point are in there. It's the more the merrier, man. When all because we know we got alums out there of these schools too. So I love it when even the you know non Power Five teams in the Carolinas are balling and having special seasons. And there are some of these local teams, Mac. Whether it be App Wilmington already won at Kentucky this year, by yep. the way. <laughs> App beat Auburn. We know Charleston's got history where they're tough to beat if they get in there. High Point. They're probably like a 14 seed should they get in, but they're a very high scoring team. We got a lot of these potential in our area 12, 13s, 14s that I think we know here could do some damage. Interesting to watch how that plays out here as we go forward. That app team, and I know you said it before, Bone, that app team I look at, like if they do get in, it's going to come down to conference tournament. Like that's a team that can upset somebody. They already did against Auburn. B. James they're, Madison twice. They're top forty defense in the country, so like you, they can defend. They got a guard in Miles Tate who's unbelievable. He took over the game the other yep. night, and they just seem they have veterans. They have juniors and seniors. They seem like grown men on the floor. Like that's a mature team. That's grown men. They they can be physical. So that's a team to watch. But the thing that stinks being in these non these one bid leagues, Bone. Is what it comes down to one weekend. No matter how good you've been for the whole season, it comes down to one weekend. Did I see the other day? Did I read this wrong? And I, I think we might have talked about it the first time. Do they have no players from the portal on their squad? Is it all high school or JUCO players? I thought I read that they're one of a certain number of teams in the oh, country really? that's all their that's, own players or JUCO. That's rare. I man. think that's what it was. That's they, very they, rare. they don't have players that have played. At this level, other schools. That's crazy. I think that's what it was. That's crazy. Have, I, I, I thought about it now that Dustin Kearns is gone. All right, let's get uh, the Flound Dog in the house with an update. Flound has a story about how Kyle Filipowski is responsible for global warming. That's coming up now. What do you got over there, Flound? You know what? I think if you look at the patterns, I mean, there has been a lot of climate change recently since he's been at Duke, right? I mean, I heard he just walked across the street in Durham and got hit by a car, but he was trying to trip the car. Yeah. 
He stuck his foot out in the road, guys. I saw the video. I mean, it was slowed down. Kyle Filipowski, seven feet, two forty, but his feet are his feet were the problem. Where he should, it's been suggested that he walk without feet. His stride should also be tiny, even yeah. though he's seven foot. All right, anyway, go I ahead. Mean, you got to just inch across. So, uh, we, did we do this update just to harass Flounder? Is that the only reason we did it? Go ahead. Give us some news. Okay. Flounder. Well, I got to give you a couple of scores that happened over the weekend that we haven't talked a lot about so far. We haven't mentioned the Canes yet, but they lose uh, two games over the weekend. The Stars won on Saturday night. I, I wouldn't say expected, but not the most disappointing loss the one last night i think is the one that probably has people a little disappointed now the thing is is it was the second game of a back-to-back they actually had to travel up to buffalo but that's one with the rangers losing and snapping their nine game uh, or ten game winning streak you felt like that was a chance to close in a little closer so yeah they get the point on the road they lose in the shootout but that's one that I think Canes fans definitely would have liked to uh, to have in their favor. And, of course, Charlotte FC opens the season with a 1-0 victory over NYC FC. What a great start you, for Dean Smith. Can you give it to me, Flound? Can you give me Willie P's goal call? Do you have it handy? Uh, yes. I need this. I need this so badly. Here we go. Monday here's morning. here's, uh, here's William. This corner kick is brought to you by Daimler Trucks. It Get that ad reader dollars for charity for every corner kick Charlotte has this season. A shot toward the middle. It's Adelson Milanda who opens the scoring for Charlotte on a set piece. And Daimler Trucks will not only give $100 to charity, but because it results in a goal, $1,000 to the corner kicks for kids. Ad read into. That's like a NASCAR driver right there, man. Getting all the sponsors in there at the moment. I have a question about that because that is a skill to go from regular voice to high uh, octave like that. How, how does he practice that? It's all about. I don't think he does. That's why he's got to coat it, that, baby. No, he has to. He has to during the week test out that that throat. Does, does, he drive, he, does he drive around? And just, he has to do what now? Uh, hey, now. He's got to test out the throat coating stuff that he has. So he's uh, okay. You don't think he just saves it for the moment and when he gets excited? I'm telling you, I think voice. this is off the cuff. I just think, I it's, think he goes it's to excitement. D- and when he gets excited, his voice goes to those octaves that only cartoon characters okay, usually so get to. I'll be the drive through window person, Mac. You be Willie P practicing your, your call there. But you think he practices yeah, it? Uh, welcome to uh, <laughs> welcome to Johnny's Funhouse. May I take your order? I would like to supersize number one. <laughs> All right, is pull, that what you think he does, Bone? Pull around. <laughs> I just think I think he gets taken over by passion, and that's what I love about it. And uh, I love that he's back. I love that Willie's goal calls are back, and I love the fact there's zero goal calls for the opposition. More of that, please, mm. Dean Smith. More when, of that when we come. Mean Dean, I call when we come back. News Panther fans need to know about the cap and what the Saints are up to involving the cap on Sports Radio. 92.7 WFNZ. Bone Show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We got to talk some Panthers, man. There was so much stuff that went on surrounding basketball and stuff at the end of games between the Hornets and the Warriors and the court storming thing, which we did discuss um, in the first and second hour. If you want to listen to that, cordial show, podcast. Though, right? Everybody's oh, yeah. been respectful. No ill will at all towards Flounder. No ill will at all. I hate your guts. Um, but uh, we got to. We've got to do some Panther chatter here because things happened this weekend, Bone. Um, that should matter to uh, Carolina Panther fans, including Cam Newton in the dust-up at his se- at the 7-on-7 seven seven camp, which was an absurd sight. But let's start, though. That, with- was, like, that was like Bryce Young uh, trying to fight off offensive linemen this past year. <laughs> Not offensive line, defensive linemen this year. Yeah, that's what I meant. Let's, let's, because let's, of the offensive linemen. Yeah, if three guys char- charge Bryce at a 7-on-7 seven seven camp, he would feel at home. He would definitely <laughs> feel at home. Um, as far as... Other stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll close this with the the Cam fight, which was just an insane uh, internet video, and I don't can't even say it was a fight. It was him being attacked and him, you know, defending himself. But let's just start with a couple of the the tidbits that affect this Panthers offseason. So Friday, I think it was good news for the Panthers. It's good news for all the teams. The salary cap bone and it went up a record amount, over thirty million dollar raise in the cap. And as a result, the Panthers end up, Bone, with over $10 million more than all the analysts expected them to have. They were expected to have around $30 million of cap room, Bone. They're up over $40 million in cap room. That's great news. When you might have to use, I guess we found out the, the, the official uh, franchise tag numbers. And for Burns as a linebacker, it would be $24 million. So you might have to use $24 million of cap room to tag Brian Burns. So we'll take that yeah. extra 10. And if it's all about money for Mike Evans, how does that play into this thing? Now, other teams have money too, but if, I mean, if it's all about money for Mike Evans and you can now offer a little bit more, does, does he, does he factor in here at all? Or is he, is that just too, too, too wishful thinking that, that this could lead to Mike Evans? Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe, uh, maybe Jer- not, but Jeremy Fowler reported this weekend that the bucks are working right now to resign him. There was a thought that they just wouldn't be able to do it, but uh, there is. And let's face it, the T. Higgins got franchised on Friday night. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're getting there. We're getting there. That's also a part oh, of this. Oh, well, well, I'm sorry, I didn't have the list. Plan, of, baby. Didn't have plan. your plan. Didn't have your plan. But I got that, I got stormed with information. <laughs> but T. Higgins did get franchise tagged, so that's you know cross him off your list. But Fowler said they're working to sign Mike Evans. I mean, again, the Bucks have 10 million plus extra money too. You know, to help them re-sign a guy like Mike Evans. But ultimately, I like it. I want to see the Panthers add offensive help and sign Luvu and Burns. So the extra $10 million is certainly going to help. Um, as far as uh, another division rival, you guys are not going to believe this. But the New Orleans Saints are very far above the salary cap, and they have a lot of work to do. They have already restructured contracts, <clears throat> Bone, of three players including quarterback Derek Carr. They they have saved $23 million alone by restructuring Carr's contract. 
But here's the rub, though. Basically, as I understand it in reading Saints reporters write about this this weekend, yes, it gives them $23 million of cap room right now. And they're still over, by the way. They still have like $30 million to shave off. But um, this basically ties them to Derek Carr through the 2025 season. So, dude, y'all can do whatever you want, whatever caponomics or little cap wizardry you want to do. I am not threatened at all by Derek Carr being your quarterback for at least two more seasons. No. Right? No, no. I mean, I mean, well, are they going to go like completely under? I don't think so. But I, I don't have this. The thing about like Falcons, Bucks, and Saints, it's all about us getting better and trying to catch them where they are now. Because I don't think any of those teams are all of a sudden back with what they're working with, what they have. They're going to go up to like one of the NFC East team levels where they're winning 12 and 13 games. If we get better, we can certainly get in the mix with those teams pretty quick. They, they may be relatively the same, but it's about us trying to get to that level. It's not even that high of a level to get to. We should be there by now, to be honest with you. Nothing screams that March is beginning. There's two things, Bone, you can count on. As February's ending and we get into March every year. One is McDonald's is going to put out the Shamrock Shake, which is tremendous, by the way. I got one for Little Mac last night on the way home from the soccer game. Did you the, not have uh, one? The, uh, no, I did not. I laid off of it, baby. But I did a, not lay off the McChickens and the large fries. Okay, okay. I, Fat Mac did not lay off that. <laughs> did you consider, other, did you consider such one? strength? I definitely consider one because it is good. It is really good. Hey, so wait, so what, did you drink, what did you drink with I didn't it, get then? a drink. I just waited until I got home. What an animal. What an animal. I got my animal. Do at home. Yeah, <laughs> Fat Mac don't need nothing to wash that food down, baby. It just drops down. And it just drops what? down the gullet. But anyway, the number two thing, this is a long way to go for a stupid Seriously? joke about the Saints. The number two thing that happens late February, early March, is the Saints are clearing cap room yeah. to get back under the salary cap. They kick that can, baby, every year. It's a, it's like St. Patty's Day in March. Yes. The Saints the, the Saints clearing money is like a holiday. <laughs> the Saints cap room goes marching out. <laughs> and, but you always know all they're doing is pushing it next year, and they got to do the same thing next year. I just, I don't fear the saints with dennis allen with Derek carr with their cap i just don't you know it's all I mean? about converting it's all about converting stuff like into signing bonus money that's, yeah that's what the base salary and then so they stretch it out what, but then you also then have to keep them longer right yeah, so their contracts never are what they appear to be because they're going to change them along the way right they're going to sign somebody then a year later they're going to reshuffle it around that's what they've done for the last decade uh, or so yeah the saints cap shuffle baby um all right let's get to the cam newton situation what did you think of this bone when you first saw the video of Cam um, being jumped by three guys from TSP, top shelf performance. It's a group that, you know, has seven on seven uh, teams that go and play at these events. And Cam is obviously heavily involved in these events, putting them on, you know. Uh, what did you think when you saw that video? I, I mean, at first I'm watching it. And I'm like, is Cam going to get his butt kicked? And about 10 seconds later, I realized that was a dumb thought because Cam handled these three cats so easily. It would be like bone if three toddlers ran at your knees. Like, yeah. that's how easily Cam Newton handled these three cats. It was like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, <laughs> where you feel bad that you doubted the man. First, you know, there was talk that Cam is the one angle is Cam trying to break it up. Right. Is he trying to separate these guys? And then. The more angles uh, that came out, he, he had the he, he threw the one guy by the hair almost down towards a hill. I guess it was. I don't. I can't really tell, but he threw a guy by the hair. And then there's one video that clearly shows he was not breaking up when he follows somebody in the parking lot and says, "I got something for you too." So he was following these guys from whatever group this was. The 
the TSP. I'm sure you can explain what that is, but to, uh, top shelf performance. Yeah. Well, it wasn't top shelf. <laughs> Cam almost put one guy on a shelf. I thought, yeah, I was worried because I realized there's 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 three times them as there is him. But again, you got to bring bring a bigger army than just two extra men. Right? How many times did we see Cam Bone with lack of help from weapons or lack of help from Mike Shula's offensive scheme take on the opposition by himself? Auburn fans saw him take on the opposition by himself yeah. all the way to a national title. Yep. So we shouldn't be surprised. I still think the hat, the goofy hat, not budging at all on the top of his head during this dust-up is still an amazing, amazingly entertaining thing. Yeah, Cam went viral for the fight and for his hat. The hat the hat, the hat, hat might go to Canton at some point. The hat is incredible. Oh, my God. Dave, uh, Dave in Concord thinks shamrock shakes are nasty. What? They taste like Wrigley Spearmint gum. It's spearmint. I love spearmint. I have to agree. I have to agree. You don't like the shamrock shakes? I, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a fan of... A lot of mint stuff. Do you like so peppermint like, shakes? No. No. Okay. So you're dude. just not a minty dude. Not really. So you don't. You don't even. You don't even. Do you like sir minty at least? Love sir minty. Okay. All right. At least you. Yeah, now that's a minty okay. I can get behind. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right, Bone. We accomplished a lot this. When segment, we man. come back, fun. we talk more hoops. John Minty. John Minty. John, John Minty. Yeah. <laughs> I got caught half listening, half reading. There's nobody out there that covers college basketball named John Minty. John Crispin of ESPN and Westwood One, an incredible guy to talk hoops with. He's going to talk court storms, March Madness approaching. What's he looking for in teams this March that may have the best chance to advance? On Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. This seven of the Mac and Bone Show is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org.